The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin, Texas. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I have a co-host today. He's very small, almost six weeks old, and he's making a lot of noises. So if you hear him, just know that that's my co-host and he's really cute and he's a baby. So he doesn't have that many opinions to share on this episode, but he wants you to know that he's here and, um, and he's cute. So that's what he wants to say. Anyway, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Don't know if I said that. And I'm so excited for this solo episode. We are going to talk all about changing in a new relationship. How did this topic come up, you might ask? Well, from a poll question, of course, someone submitted a poll and it said, is it normal for a friend to act so completely different, like buoyant and animated around her boyfriend that you wonder if this is the same person you became friends with two years ago? And the answers were yes, normal, she's happy, or no, maybe trying hard. 55% said no, maybe trying hard. And 45% said yes, normal, she's happy. I responded to this and I said, maybe he brings out that side of her. This is an interesting topic, maybe a good one for a solo. And here we are. The age-old question of is it actually good to change when you're in a new relationship? Or like, why has my friend changed in this new relationship? And I think that when I was a little bit bitter or single or just like, I'll give you a perfect example. I was not in a good place when I was 23. Not in a good place. That was when I was depressed. I've spoken about this before. I was fired for the first time, dumped for the first time. I was in a bad mental state. I was also like smoking so much weed. This was clearly before I was sober. And I just wasn't, I wasn't good. Like, I think I was still living at home, whatever. You get the gist, not in a good place. And that's when my sister actually met her husband. She's two years older, two and a half. And she met him. And so before she had met him, she was different. And that isn't to say that there weren't parts of her that just hadn't come out yet. Right. But she was like totally different a little bit. She was, you know, she had more like bad habits. She wasn't as into, she wasn't like a workout person. If you follow her on Instagram, which you totally should, her Instagram is healthy alibi. She is now a health coach and super healthy and like an amazing mom. And she posts about that kind of content at the time she had, she was like a few years out of college. She went to Syracuse. Syracuse can be like a very dark kind of druggy place. She was coming out of like that vibe and she wasn't, you know, she, she wasn't the person that she then started to become after meeting her now husband. 
And I remember I was like, so I almost was like doing a witch hunt over it. I was like, something is amiss. She's pretending to be someone that she's not. And I feel like this is a bad sign, right? Like this is a red flag. She's changing who she is for her husband, like for this guy. And I was saying this because she wasn't, you know, smoking weed with me anymore. She wasn't doing the things that I enjoyed doing with her before she met this guy. And that doesn't mean that those were things that were healthy, right? If anything, the opposite, they were unhealthy habits that she was giving up and changing. And she was leaning into this better side of her personality that maybe hadn't emerged yet and becoming this best version of herself, which is something that is normal and good to happen when you're in a relationship, right? That's good change. And we'll talk about good change and bad change. And I couldn't recognize that. I thought that she was putting on this act. I thought that it was BS. I thought he doesn't know the real her. So he's eventually not going to even like her because she's pretending so much and the real her will come out, which sounds like a really fucked up thing to say, right? To even think. But again, I was like in a dark place. Like I didn't want it to not work out, but I was like, I, you know, what if a real her is not this and that comes to the surface? Like, is that, is she being her real self, you know? And, and will he recognize that she's not? And like, will that be an issue down the line? I don't know. And so those were all my thoughts. And it really confused me and and upset me. And it was like the first experience that I had of a person in my life, a sister, so someone very close to me, changing for what I thought was a guy, when in reality, you know, she was just improving on the qualities that already existed in her. And it's really interesting, right? Because this wasn't the first person that she ever dated. She dated people before then, but she was the same person that she was. There was no like evolving in those prior relationships. And me too, right? Like I was dating people and I was exactly who I was. I don't think I had any real positive change that was visible except for like, you know, in the early, like happy, anxious, like fun stages of a new relationship that wear off until I started dating Steven. And so, but I hadn't experienced that then, right? I was 23. I was just, again, not in a good place. And and so I didn't understand any of that. And what's really interesting is that certain people that we date, certain people that we are friends with even bring out certain traits of ours, right? That already exist within us. And sometimes those friends or those lovers, those boyfriends, those husbands, girlfriends, wives bring out things that traits that are bad of ours, right? And sometimes they bring out traits that are good. We all have that friend who every time you get together with her or him, whatever, you're both like, you don't feel good after you feel kind of icky because you've spent that whole hang like talking badly about people, right? Or just stooping to a level that 
didn't make you happy. Like you were grasping for things to talk about that you ended up talking about things that are like bottom of the barrel and made you feel wrong, not wrong. You know what I mean? Just not great. Right. And that is maybe a trait that exists in you, but not something that's on the surface. But when you are with this person that comes out, or maybe you dated someone who brings out this side of you that again, exists inside of you, but doesn't always present that is like very mean or belittling or just on edge, right? You have, everyone has an edge and this person that you date brings out the edge in you, brings out something not good. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means that this is a relationship that isn't good for you. And that's what we have to examine. Like if they bring out this side of you, it's because, do you need me, sweetie? Okay. One second. There are two kinds of daters in this world. There are those who have no doubts ever and those who have doubts and can't really get rid of them. And if you can relate to the latter and it feels overwhelming no matter what you try and you can't seem to work through these doubts when there's really nothing wrong with your relationship or your partner, but maybe you're constantly asking for reassurance or trying to reassure yourself, but the distressing questions about your compatibility, your connection with this person, your attraction to each other, they won't go away and it's driving you a little nuts. Well, this could be a type of OCD known as relationship OCD or ROCD. And it's highly treatable. But if you leave it untreated, it can affect your relationships and the quality of your life. So it should be taken a lot more seriously than you think. No CD is an incredible specialized treatment that is making treating ROCD more accessible than ever. NoCD provides effective, affordable, and convenient virtual OCD therapy that can help you feel more secure in your relationship and in other areas of your life too. With NoCD, you can do live face-to-face video sessions with a licensed therapist trained in exposure and response prevention ERP therapy. It is the gold standard treatment for OCD. NoCD accepts major insurance plans to make treatment more affordable. So check to make sure that your insurance is covering and really you should check it out if this is something that you can relate to. To learn more about therapy with NoCD, go to NoCD.com and schedule a free 15-minute call with their team. That's N-O-C-D.com to learn more and book a free 15-minute call. Back to the episode. So if someone brings out a side of you that is negative, it's like a state that you're in at the time. So I looked this up and I'm reading this to you because it, it, this is what it actually means and makes more sense when it's written by this person in this study. An individual may become temporarily angry or anxious under certain circumstances, but generally speaking, one cannot say that being angry or anxious is who that individual normally and characteristically is. Emotional states... So basically what that means is the emotion is constantly present in the life of the individual, even without provocation, but it does not necessarily imply that the emotion is constantly externally being expressed. 
So the gist here is that with some people, you're more outgoing. With some people, you're more withdrawn. With some people, you're more empathetic and accommodating. With some people, not so much. And none of this is really calculated, right? It just happens. It's not devious. It is just how people affect you. And, you know, it's it's dependent on, like, people have personality traits and they might act differently while in another state, right? While, while they're emotional or being social or excited or stressed. And those are like state dependent behaviors that come out during specific states of being. Like when you're around an introverted person versus when you're around an extroverted person, but it's all still you at the end of the day. So that's really important to keep in mind. So you might've heard Things like she makes him so much better, like they're so good together. She makes him so much better. And that is great. But there is one element like this is the one kind of negative thing. And then we'll go over examples of good change and bad change. If there's no part of this person that can be who they are, like the good parts of who they are without the partner, meaning like if they're your anti-drug, for example, like let's say you're a crazy drug addict and your partner, you meet this new partner and like you stop doing drugs and get addicted to them instead, right? Like that is clearly bad. That's terrible. That's not maintainable. Like that's, that's just not good. So it shouldn't be something that you transfer, you know what I mean? Like it it should be coming from within you. It exists within you and you're bringing, it's coming out because you're with this person, but you shouldn't have no, if you become nicer, right? You shouldn't have no ability to be nice without your significant other. If you become calmer, more level-headed, you shouldn't have zero ability to be calm and level-headed with your partner. So you see the pattern here. Like you want to be something already. And then they enhance it. Like I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, you know, does so-and-so make you better? Cause she's in a new relationship and it's serious and they're moving in together. And she said, yes. So like such a positive change. And I asked her to elaborate and she said, overall, he's really softened my edges and made me more patient. He's always happy, patient and calm. And it's hard to not have that effect on me. Right. So I think that that's a perfect example of something good that someone brought out. Like this person was patient to begin with. Was she so patient? Maybe not. And being with this person brings out all the right traits that already exist in her, no matter what state she is in, which is really cool. I also remember, and then I'll talk. So I'll talk a little bit about my positive changes when I met Steven, I was already sober. So he didn't, you know, do that to change me, which is a good thing, right? Like I didn't get sober because of him. This was kind of who I am. I had started these changes and you don't have to get into a new relationship, a good relationship, the end all relationship to start making positive changes. And that's so important, right? 
the worst kind of person is someone who waits for that person to come and then decides to be a better person. You really should be a better person because you want to be a better person on your own before before anything or anyone kind of te- like in, uh, influences you to be such, right? But I remember when I met Steven, I definitely, I've always kind of been short in terms of like my response to something like that's definitely my Gemini Mars, if you know anything about astrology, but I just can be reactive and short with people. And I like, that's more of the old me, but it definitely is a part of me that exists inside me. Like I have the ability to be like that. And I'm not going to lie in postpartum, the rage is very real. And I definitely have been short and a little bit rageful in my postpartum, which I'm sure I hope a lot of women can relate to who have gone through that. But moving back to kind of when I met Steven four plus years ago, that was something that I was working on in therapy, like et cetera, et cetera. I also loved to cook, but I never did it really. I just, it wasn't something that I cared to do. I didn't really like every so often I would cook for someone I was dating, but it didn't really bring me joy. And I had the ability to be someone that does like acts of service for people because it is my love language, but I never really carried out those acts of service often. I just like, I liked to do it, but I didn't feel like the people I was dating were that deserving of it, if that makes any sense. And they just didn't bring out those sides of me that were like nurturing and like domesticated and any of that. When I started dating Steven, those sides of me started to come out. So granted, it became the pandemic shortly after, but I did start cooking a lot more. I started really wanting like baking a lot. I started really becoming this more domesticated version of myself, which never existed before. I almost was like fighting it. Like I didn't want to be like that. But with Steven, I really did want to be like that because that was my way of nurturing him and my dad, because we were kind of living at their house during the pandemic for a lot of it he called it love baking. And it was so mortifying. Like every time he would say that I would cringe and be like, please stop. But it really was, it was love baking. Like I was baking because I loved him so much and I wanted to give him like a really nice baked good. Like that was my side of me that was coming out because of him. So if you're observing someone in your life and you're like, how do I know if this change is good or bad? Let's go over it. We start with the bad. We'll end with the good because it's always good to end on a good note. The one thing we use more than anything in our nursery is the hamper. I can't explain to you how grateful I am for our article hamper because it, first of all, looks really cute and it hides all the insanely dirty clothes and bibs and burp cloths that this little cute boy gets dirty 100% of the time. Like we have more laundry than anyone in this world. I feel like that's the one thing that nobody told me when I was having a baby, like get a good laundry machine, get a good washer dryer because you are going to be doing laundry for the rest of your life. And I'm so grateful to article because we have the cutest 
hamper. It is called the Charlo basket set. One is a little smaller and wider and one is taller and more narrow. And we use the shorter one for the hand wash things and the taller one for the things that we're just throwing into the washer dryer. And we also have their lights surrounding the bed we have in the nursery. We have their rug. We have the side table. Article is amazing. And their team of designers are all about finding the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. They're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship and stand the test of time. And they look good doing it. They offer fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada, and they don't leave you waiting. You pick the delivery time and they send you updates every step of the way. They have a great customer care team and really everything on their site is cute. It's not just like a million things cluttered. It's really, it's specialized. It's like curated and you can definitely find something amazing. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Acme for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Examples of bad change. If this person is on edge always with their significant other, you know, couples like this, you've gone to dinner with couples like this, you've been around couples like this, you know, when they're just on edge around each other and everything that the other person says or does drives them crazy and they get at each other. Of course, this can happen temporarily, but if this is a normal state or just a state that's that you're in more than, you know, 60% of the time, more than like 40% of the time with your significant other or that you see your friend be or your sibling be or, you know, your mom, your dad, whatever it is, not good change. Like if they're more on edge since they've met this person and not just on edge with their personality, but also anxious, right? Like the best relationships chill you out. They calm you. They, you know, we'll talk about the good changes, but if they are just stressed and anxious all the time because this person is giving them hot and cold mixed signals and things like that, that just shows you that this is not going to be a good relationship for them at all, at all. And you can see that in yourself too. We're always in denial of that stuff, but it is so clear and so obvious when we're out of it. Feeling the need to please them all the time, but not in a way that is nice and sweet. Like I want to do this extra thing when I leave the grocery store, I want to get them this cute drink that they love. No, no, no. I mean, like if I don't do this, they will not be happy. Right. It's like, that is the change that is negative or knowing that they're coming to meet you at dinner, but oh my God, you, I need to, I need to have a drink waiting for him. Cause if I don't have a drink waiting for him, he's going to be pissed at me. Like that is the, that is bad. That is bad change. Or like, I remember I have a friend who came to an event with me and like she had, she needed to make sure that there was a food order put in for her significant other. And that just wasn't like her at all. Like she was usually more just wanting to have fun at the event, but she was consumed by needing to have this 
food order placed for her significant other because, you know, God forbid they would have to come and order for themselves, you know, and it just created, I could just tell that this wasn't something that this person really wanted to be doing. It was like out of fear or out of uncomfortability or like having to please, not really wanting to please, needing to please, not wanting. And then doing things that clearly go against who you are. And we all know what I mean here. Like if you have a friend who never does coke and then all of a sudden she's dating a guy who does casual coke when he's out on the weekends and then all of a sudden she's doing coke or she is staying out till 4am going to raves when you know that she doesn't like to do that, but she's doing it because she wants to be the cool girl for her partner or the guy, right. Who is doing, who is like, I don't know, giving up Sunday football because he, and instead going to shop with his girlfriend when you know that he doesn't like that. Okay. Hold on. Baby's calling. Okay, we're back. And I would say the last thing that is an example of bad change is changing your mind about the things that you really deep down want. Like, for example, if kids are really important to you and you meet someone who you really like, but they don't want kids and you change your mind and you will have resentments about that change later. It's one thing if you change your mind in a positive way, right? Because we can all change and grow. And I think this episode is an example of that, right? We can all change and grow. But if you are changing and growing against what you truly want, and you know what you want, right? If, if Whether it's a big wedding, whether it's kids, whether you don't want kids, and then you're pretending that you do want kids, We've all done a minor fib, a minor lie for for a guy. Pretended we don't jewel, pretended we work out, pretended we don't like McDonald's or like to binge shows. Whatever it is, we've all been there and are not proud of it, right? But I'd like to think that with the right person, you would be truthful about what you really want. And you're not changing your mind about that. And if you are changing your mind in a negative way because you're going against what you really want, then that is bad change. But let's talk good change because good change is amazing. And as the title suggests, it is good to change when you're in a relationship, right? Because if a relationship didn't make you any better than who you already are, is it really serving you? Okay. I'm not sure exactly where we were because Zachary started crying and then we had to go on a snooze cruise outside in the rain, but he stopped crying and hopefully he's not listening to me now and about to start crying again. But the good change examples, these are, this is the good stuff. This is what you want when you're dating someone or what like you want to see in a friend when they're dating someone new. I remember I have a an acquaintance who was just like a normal, regular, like girl from the city. And she started dating this guy who was like surfer vibes, almost like surfer energy. 
and she legit started surfing. Like that is, if that's not changing, I don't know what is like, she went from like a city girl to like a surfer girl. And I was in my head, like judgy about it, but there's nothing wrong with taking up a new healthy hobby. Right. So that's an example of good change taking up a new healthy hobby, whether it's surfing or running, like maybe you started dating a runner or whatever it is, like that is all good stuff. We love that. And I'm, I know I'm admitting all of my like past judgment, but I'm doing that because maybe someone listening is in that right now and they can relate to that, but I'm saying it's not great. You know, like we're, we all judge each other, whatever, but it doesn't mean that this person is being inauthentic if they have a good change. Giving up bad habits. This is like the biggest example of good change, you know, and we see it. If you watched one day on Netflix, it was so great. It was very emotional. I don't want to say, I don't want to give any more, give anything more away, but it's definitely a good watch. And it's a really interesting take on a relationship over time that it's almost like a Harry met Sally, whatever. I don't want to tell you too much. Anyway, this, this guy, the main guy in the show is like, has substance abuse problems with alcohol. And when he gets into a good relationship, she has him like not drinking. And so again, like no one should be your anti-drug. We discussed that, but if you're drinking less because of a new partner or if you're partying less because of a new partner or doing something that most people in the world deem not so good that you do less, that's great. That's a good change. Obviously you shouldn't be giving up something completely if it's part of who you are. Like if you like to go and dance sometimes until like 3am, you should still do that every now and then. Right. But if you have a bad habit, like you hang out with, I don't know, shitty guys who cheat on their girlfriends and you stop doing that when you get a great partner or whatever, that's great. Or if you, you know, have the bad habit of eating junk food and all of a sudden you kind of give that up. That's great. That's great. Right. And we always like look down, like we're always so angry at people who used to eat crappy foods and then start to eat healthier. You know what I mean? Like we always give people shit if they, if they order the salad or if they, but it's like, we should be doing the opposite. We should be like, wow, you're amazing. I wish I could be nicer to my body, but I need this burger and fries, whatever it is. Right. And that's another good change being healthier, cooking more, getting in better shape. I remember when I started dating Steven and you know, I'm always like posting content online, but I was posting one of my like four ways to blah, blah, blah videos. And someone DM'd me and they were like, I think it was like a mistake DM that they meant to send to someone else. And they were like, she looks so skinny. It's obviously for the new boyfriend or something like that. Right. And I remember thinking like, what? Steven had nothing to do. Like even if I did lose weight, which I didn't by the way, but at the time, like I, it had nothing to do with trying to keep my partner, you know, like being nervous to be overweight. If I was dating him, none of that. It was simply 
I was just happy and like moving my body more and being active and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, so I would say taking up new healthy hobbies, giving up bad habits, getting in better shape, being healthier, being an overall like better friend and better daughter and better sister and better brother. Like just being the best version of yourself are great signs that you're with the right person. It really is crucial to have that change occur because the right person should push you. They should take you out of your comfort zone. You shouldn't just be comfortable and continue on as the exact same person that you are. You should grow and you should change. And that's why it's so important to change when you're in a relationship. If you like the episode, please feel free to share it with a friend. It would mean the world to me. And if you haven't written a review for the podcast yet, it would be so kind of you to do so. You can do so in the app. You could also rate on Spotify. And thank you as always for listening. I am so grateful for you. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.